We are part of the society. We are human beings. We got blood running through our veins. All of the issues you are discussing, they affect us greatly. We are persons with disabilities. People come around us only in the night, in the day, they don't associate with us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Human Interest Podcast. Um, today I don't want to speak much. I want to allow a youth to sort of take the show. She stole the show at uh, the African Girls Summit 2018 that just ended in Accra, Ghana, and which I attended. There were two speeches there that really, really took my breath away and, and which really made me think about what we want to do with the youth who are tomorrow's leaders. The second one I wasn't able to record, but this first one I I also wasn't able to record, but I had to find the, the speech because I think it's one of those speeches that stays with you. It stayed with me since Saturday and I want to share it with you. The young lady is called Daytowan Doma Pedi from the Federation of Liberian Youth. And I remember when she was walking to the podium, she had this yellow, red, black African print. And she was, she went to the stage with a limp, a slight limp and a smile. But the thing that really caught my eye was the friend who was cheering her on. And I thought, wow, we all need such a friend, you know, to rally us on. When Data One got to the stage and started introducing herself, she screamed again so much that it sort of stopped um, the session for a few minutes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> but when Data One spoke, I understood why the, f the friend was cheering her on that speech. I you know what? I'll let you listen. I'll let you listen to it. Here's Daytonwan Doma Pedi from the Federation of Liberian Youth. She was uh, presenting, making a presentation on what the youth want to be done at uh, the African Girls Summit, whose theme was Enough with the Silence. I'd like to invite Daytonwan Doma Pedi from the Federation of Liberian Youth to give us a five minute report on um, what the young people are saying and what they expect moving forward. A round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. And let me also say I'm part of the Finland delegation. Yeah. <laughs> Excellencies, members of the diplomatic court, queen mothers and traditional leaders, members of the fourth estate, all other protocol was there. I'm very, very honored to be given the opportunity to share my heart. And this is about that you shouldn't get tired of. We are part of the society. We are human beings. We got blood running through our veins. All of the issues you are discussing, they affect us greatly. We are persons with disabilities. The United Nations Convention did not define disability. 
but you were able to outline who are persons with disability. They talk about physical disability. Those you see with the wheelchair, those you see with the crutches, those who lean. They talk about sensory impairment. Those who are visually impaired, those who are deaf, they got mental disability, they got autism, they got Down syndrome. But we face the same problem. When you talk about statistics, about 90 to 150 million persons across the world are with disability, and you have nine to 10 million in Africa. And if you're talking about Liberia, a post-conflict country, as well as civilian, where a lot of people were amputated, the legs were cut off, their hands were cut off, it increased disability. Early child marriages, those are things like normal life for us because we want to have, like share our feelings. People come around us only in the night, in the day, they don't associate with us. The disability virus don't make you to go like others. So as a result of that, parents tell us, your friends are breaking news. Go and bring news. So we get on the street and start to beg, and we are raped. We are carrying unwanted pregnancy. Those of us who even get into relationship, we get a case, and we are abandoned by the fathers. We have to take care of our case ourselves. When it comes to the education setting, it is not accessible. For the deaf, you need sign language interpreters. For the, the visually impaired, you need a braille. It needs to be part of our curriculum. SRO, education, we don't have access to. Because formal and informal education, we are even denied in the family. So how will we talk to our family to say, give us information that we want, when they don't even realize traditionally it's a Christ. When you are born with a child with disability in a family, they say the family is punished. God punished that family. So where are we? Where do we go from here? Doing the youth sections, they talk about disability. But the main section, it was silent. Doing our section on disability, that was the parallel group, you abandoned it. You did not come to hear us. We were less than 15 in our whole room. Africa, we are part and part of you. We are girls that are violated, we are raped. Visually impaired cannot, cannot testify in court because they say we cannot see. We need to be a part of this. Africa just adopted January 31st, 2018, the protocol of African chapter on humans and people's rights on persons with disability. We look forward for the implementation. Africa, Africa, Africa. The issue of child marriage, the issue of FGM. We talk about traditional norms this morning. I want to ask you, is it right or is it wrong for your child to get married at 14 or at 16? For female genital mutilation to be taking place. We're not talking about it here. We're just brushing over it. Back home, I start to talk about FGM. And then a traditional leader told me that you guys 
are talking about the ideas. These are ideas from the white people. Africa, is this ideas from the white people? No. Or is this something that harms us? Human rights are universal. So if it harms me as an African girl, it is wrong and we should talk about it. The domestic violence bill is before parliament in Liberia. But they are saying FGM is not a domestic violence, so we should remove it. That's the only way they will pass it. This is a battle we are fighting. Africa, we are not working for donors to say this is donor driven. This is something that is affecting us. Let us not be at conference that we just talk about it. You see tears in our eyes on the billboards. The young people, we are crying. You know what it means to get married at age 12? At 13, at 14? This is just an appeal to you. We say thank you for listening. Let us solve this problem one and for all. Enough of the science. I think this is my greatest takeaway lesson from Data One's speech that the UN Convention did not define disability, but it was able to outline who are the persons with disability. They're human beings like the rest of us. This speech really stayed with me, and I hope it does with you too. And I hope it allows you to critically think about what we are doing to provide for an inclusive society, and especially for persons with disability. The thing I liked about this particular African Girls Summit was the fact that it allowed the youth to have a voice. The summit was four days. Two of those days were uh, put aside specifically for the youth to sit down, deliberate, discuss the issues that they want to be included in the main summit. And there were two presentations that were made by the youth, who, including the Data 1-1, to tell people, hey, we are here. We are people. We want to be included in the discussions for the future because we are the future. I really like that bit. And one of the girls who uh, I wasn't able to record, but who really also had a beautiful, beautiful speech was a youth activist from Zambia called Natasha Chibesa Mwanza. She said a few things that I think I should highlight here. The first being that the youth and her speech was essentially to the youth and telling the youth, you know what, enough with the silence. We are the youth. People are talking about us. They cannot be talking about us without us. And I thought that was really, really powerful. So they, she said that their story should not be told for them, that they need platforms to be able to tell their own stories. And she said, and I quote, you'll be shocked at what we can do if you give us a platform. Who knows our story better than we do? Please allow us the platforms to be able to tell the stories. But the thing that she said next is what really captured me. It was sort of calling out to the youth saying, you know what? You cannot remain ignorant. You shouldn't sit down and expect people to come to you and give you the platform. You need to go and demand for the platform, which I think was really strong. 
I've put up a picture of Data One on my Instagram page, the Human Interest Podcast Instagram page. So you can go and see her, a picture of her, and also a short video of her speech. Thank you so much for listening. I will be doing two more podcasts before I wrap up for the year. One from uh, Zambia, which I had promised and I haven't gotten around to. I'm sorry because of all the travel, but I'll get around to it this week. And then just one final wrap for uh, 2018 and expectations for 2019. Just a short brief uh, podcast about what what I learned from 2018 and what I'm expecting with 2019. So hopefully... You'll tune in and listen to that as well. And of course, as always, for all your feedback, please send them to my email address, thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. That's thehumaninterestpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Human Interest Podcast. The Human Interest Podcast, for those of you who are new here, is a podcast that talks about people and life. It talks about what people do, why they do what they do, and about life, successes, losses, challenges, and lessons. God bless you all.